Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast Podcast, brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined as always by Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. And we've got a game two in the NBA Finals here, slated for Sunday, June the 4th. We are recording this uh, well ahead of time on Friday for you guys, looking at some of the earlier lines and props that we have available, going over best bets for game two in this one. Also want to uh, make sure you like and subscribe to that page. You can check out the play props that we have up for you guys, as always, and head to thelines.com and check out the site, everything we've got on there, including that odds finder tool, a nice little chart right there in front of you with all of the books odds for each of these bets you want to make in the NBA, this NBA Finals. Pretty good last game. Uh, we each got a pick right here for the uh, uh, the uh, best bets video anyway. Much better in player props where we slayed. Um, but still up, I believe, a smidge of a unit there uh, just because we got some plus odds too on some margin stuff uh, that I had in the first quarter. But uh, let's go ahead and jump right into your first best bet for game two here, Nate. Yeah, we almost hit that heat plus nine parlay in the under. Uh, but Nikola exactly. Jovic had a clowny performance there at the last possession of garbage time. That did not get the backdoor cover. No. But I'm talking about Nikola Jokic, of course, who, you know, I in, in our series preview here was saying plus 110 for him to lead the series in scoring. If you didn't believe that after one, before the first game, you should now. And you can still get good odds at FanDuel, plus 105 for him to be the leading scorer and the Nuggets to win the series, which I don't think anybody believes is not going to happen right now. I know you had a few media members contrarily saying Heat and Six, uh, I think they would even walk it back after that thorough domination in Game 1. I mean, not to say Miami isn't going to come back. We'll get into that later. Look, I'm just going to talk about Jokic here. And he, even though he started really, really passive, because he was like, all right, how are you going to defend me? You're going to, you know, you're, you're going to let me facilitate from the elbow, like I always do. Um, and, you know, only a 7% usage rate in the first quarter his last three first quarters, he has six total points, and he's only taken six field goal attempts, yet he's still freaking finished with insane numbers because the last three second halves, 56 points on 38% usage. So it's just a situation where, I mean, whether it's the other team dick allowing things or trying to do something, he gets everybody going, and then he just says, all right, now that you're going to try to stop all that action, let me just show you that I can score as soon as you leave me open. I think Miami, like I was saying, going into this series is going to lean more into just accepting him as a scorer and staying home on Michael Porter Jr. and other guys and making sure that they can compete in that sense. Um, and, and, you know, just go back and forth and look. So for him to be the leading scorer, he's going to have to outscore Jamal Murray, who did have 26 in game one. But I mean, for the Joker to finish with 27 after that completely passive first half, just tells me, you know, like he can just score with such ease. Like it was, it was three for three in the first half, 10 points, like eight, 12 shots for 27 points. Like he could score anytime. And Miami probably going to more zone now, which, you know, maybe you think it leads to more assists, Josh. I personally think that will lead to more points for Joker because you get the ball in the middle and you say, where's the gaps? All right, everybody's covered out on the wing because they're ready to flash out with the zone, but I'm just going to drop this in from the middle of the floor where I'm the best scorer in the world. Um, and, and I mean, yeah, as the as the series have gone longer, as the playoffs have gone deeper, he's just been better and better throughout his career. Averaged 28 in the Western Conference semifinals. That's 24 games. He's averaging 31.5 since the first round this year on a 31.5% usage rate. So now leads the playoffs in usage rate. 
uh, ahead of Jimmy, who's third, and Jamal, who's fourth. Uh, but, you know, we actually saw Bam be much more of the focal point of Miami's offense in game one. I, I don't know if you're going to think Jimmy is going to fade away entirely. Uh, pro- so, I mean, certainly not. But, I mean, he just hasn't really been the same guy. I'll, I'll look at that in player props more. I'll just say straight up that I, I love the fact that you can get even money for Joker to outscore Jimmy in game two. Because I don't think Jimmy is going to be a 30-plus point guy reliably. Like, he might have spike games, but we've only seen that once, literally once, since he went out of his body to beat the Bucks. And, you know, so, I mean, is Bam going to continue to match points with Joker? Maybe he had 26 in game one. Uh, so I'll just throw out that there's a nice little side bet for Bam to plus 1,100 to be the first person to score 10 in game two if they continue with that. Because right now they have no answers for Jokic whatsoever other than like, okay, bam, like make him work on the other end. Like you're going to play 43 minutes. You're literally the only option. Cody Zeller, as predicted, was absolute food for Jokic. Um, And and yeah, there's just a complete lack of size for Miami. That was a problem from the jump. And the Joker's going to continue to exploit that. Is is it reductive to say that the Denver Nuggets are going to win this series because they're bigger and better? <laughs> like, it's not reductive, right? Like, that's what it is. There's three dudes that are the size of the starting center for the Heat on the starting lineup for the Nuggets. So what are you supposed to do with that? Yeah, I mean, for, for Joker, like, let me just touch on <laughs> poor Cody Zeller. I, just get him out of the way. I don't know why Kevin Love didn't see a minute. That's one thing that's got to be changed, right, in this next one. Like, even if Kevin Love gets, like, 8, 11 minutes, what, he doesn't need to play 25, but he's got to get out there. Uh, he can do so much more than Zeller. But uh, Cody Martin underwhelming, so much to take away from that game one uh, to, to look at. But just to, to hit on your bet for, for Joker leading point getter and bring in the assist conversation briefly, like, Yoke, he can do it whenever he wants. We know that he's been able to do it. Um, he he could do it against DeAndre Ayton. He could do it against Anthony Davis. He could do it against Rui with Anthony Davis coming over to guard him on the secondary. He can do it in a house with a mouse. You get my point. Um, so yeah, I agree that like it doesn't matter if they're playing zone or not for him to be able to get his points. Right? It wouldn't matter uh, if if they were able to just sort of take their pick of the litter of any free agent they wanted right now and they could throw him on their team legally. It still wouldn't matter. Right? There's nobody out there uh in the league really that that is the the guy to guard him so i think you can always safely rely on the fact that when it comes to time for for the ball to go in the net um and it's like nut crunching time for the way we talk about it that's what we saw in in this last game in the fourth quarter it was like all right their heater coming back they're down 15 i'm jokic i come down i'm making a pass all right we bricked it they score. I come down, make a pass. We brick it. That happened like two or three possessions in a row. And then finally he goes, okay, I guess I will just score. And then he scored four straight and then hit a three. So I, I, I think it doesn't matter what the circumstances are at this point. He knows that if he needs to get a bucket, he will. And that's why I'm always happy uh, to, to, to need to depend on him to be a leading scorer, to score more points than his prop, et cetera. He scored 12 in the fourth. Uh, it was it was incredible. But I do think, you know, just, just to finish it off with the, about the assist, which we'll talk about more in player props, like I think you have to try it zone a little bit it worked in the fourth quarter at, for, for a while um until they had to come out of it and play full court press and come back into a man right after that but like 
the fact that it worked at the beginning of the fourth quarter could be attributed to the to the idea that you know they the Nuggets were playing slothy at that point and sludgy and, and really lackadaisical, and that helped the Heat come back at the beginning of that fourth quarter. It wasn't really the zone, but if you're expulsion, it's like whatever. If, even that that is the case, I have to test it out again, and I need to play a little bit more zone. And if that is the case, I do like him to dice it up uh, rather than necessarily plant himself in the middle. He can do both, but I, I do think he'll continue to try to dice it up, and, and we'll talk about that more in player props. I'm going to move on to my second pick. Well, I guess it's my first pick, which is Miami to score more. Uh, 102 and a half. Like, I'm just trying to find ways to go, like, you can't be that bad again, right? Like, the it was it wasn't even it wasn't even just the three-point shooting because thanks to Kyle Lowry and Gabe Vincent in the second half, they ended up going 13 for 39 from deep, which is bad. It's 33%, and they need to shoot around 40 to win this series. That's not even a question. But the 40 cent 40% from the field is brutal. Um, it's it's Jimmy Twos and Bam, like as good as Bam was, he was wildly inefficient. Uh, I just I think they're gonna find better ways to score, especially because of the way that they shot in that first half those missed threes to me looked like not really tired legs they looked like jitters because they were clanking off the side of the rim they were they were clanking off the side of the backboard there were some that were going too hard off the backboard um it it was a lot more of just like i've never you know a few of them have but these lights are a little bit brighter and that's what we were seeing and I, i think they can settle down a bit from that um the two free throws which came from haywood highsmith he was the only person to shoot free throws for the miami heat that's another thing that obviously Jimmy specifically called out after the game that he is going to personally try to rectify. Um, and, and I, I, you know, I, I do feel bad about picking on uh, Jimmy at this point. Like I, I agree with you that it, it, the coincidence or you know the, the moment in time that changed everything was not just oh we're not playing the Bucks anymore. It was that he got hurt in Game One of that Knicks series, and then he missed Game Two. And ever since that ankle injury, he's had one thirty-five point game, one twenty-nine, one twenty-eight. And then after that, it was everything like 27 and below uh, with frequently getting under 20 points uh, since that time. So I, I do think there's something to be said for that because of the fact that he's not just going and going and getting after it, doing what Jokic does when they need a bucket and making sure that he can just go get one for his team. Um, I, I think there's th- that that's that's real, but I still believe in, in the shooters for Miami, which they know that they need to change. Um, Max Schroes going 0 for 9, Duncan 1 for 5. There's the possibility that Hero comes back. You might think that that could disrupt things, but I, I think they're... they're they're hungry for a, an offensive player that can get his own shot and make a contested three and a wide open three at this point, the way that they were in that last game. So I'm just going to assume that 102 and a half points uh, is something that they can achieve. And I think Denver's going to shoot better as well. So, uh, you know, I, I still think Denver's likely to win this game too, but the 103 points that they need for this bet on their team prop, I, I feel good about it. Yeah. Then I guess you would take over 214, even though we went way under in game one. Um, I, but yeah, I, I agree with you in the sense that Miami's going to have positive regression. Um, uh, it might come on the defensive end as well. I don't know if Denver's going, going to score that much. I mean, they had a really positive second half defensively mixing in some of that zone, as you mentioned, um, which, you know, to me, it's a similar bet is just say Miami on, at this big spread, which they were still only half a point away from covering, um, uh, in garbage time there as they crawl back into the game with a nice 83 defensive rating in that, in that fourth quarter, plus 15 net in the entire second half after it, you know, the the nuggets clearly knew they had it in hand. So they let up a little bit, yeah. but uh, I mean, Miami entered this season, this, this series seven and three against the spread on the road with a pretty much even net rating. They entered leading the playoffs in catch and shoot percentage. So to your point that like, yeah, they're not going to miss 14 threes. Those two guys, 
They went five for 16 on wide open shots. The entire team did uh, versus shooting nearly 50% on those looks in the Celtics series. And, and Jimmy, you know, he, he had a, he had a playoff low in terms of drives. Like he's going to be better. We're not saying like, Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. We're not dumping on him or saying like, he's, he's not that guy. Um, you know, it's, but I mean, I don't know if he's going to be scoring 30 is all, is all I'm saying. It's a tough matchup for him against Aaron Gordon against this Nuggets defense, but it's not a tough matchup for Bam who was just all over the place. Um, you know, just getting buckets whenever, um, Gabe Vincent, Kyle Lowry, both looked good against the point guard, uh, guarding them. So I, I do think Miami has some positive aggression on offense and just that I trust, you know, Spolster and the geek squad as, as I could call them to just comb through this film and do enough things to just throw a wrench into it to, to, again, the reason I like the under in game one is because Miami is going to try to drag you into the mud every time. They're going to do that in the second half. They are a great second half team. All playoffs plus 10 net in that second half. So even if you even if Denver comes out to another hot start and it looks like they're going to blow them out again, like just beware that this game is probably going to end with Miami scrapping to at least uh, make it close. And and a big big scrapper uh, and contributor to that is is Kyle Lowry, who we still don't have props up for, but I am going to continue to target it because I, I do think I haven't been able to use this phrase in a while, but I think he's kind of the adult in the room at times uh, with that those that backcourt and, and the, the revolving door of shooters that they have. I mean, he's not necessarily taking Gabe Vincent's spot. They're both they were on the floor together uh, when they were trying to make that comeback in the second half. So I, I think we can expect to see more of that. Uh, and that's why I'm taking Gabe Vincent here with the last best bet. Uh, I just take his his points honestly. Like I was looking at ways to get more juice or figure it out. It's it's plus odds for him to hit three threes in a lot uh, of these books, and probably feel good about that. You know, with with the three threes as well. But the thirteen points is just low for a guy who continues to have the third highest usage rate on the team, and and last game was second on the starting lineup in terms of his usage rate because we saw Jimmy uh, shoot the ball so infrequently. So. I just I, I thought Vincent might have looked a little bit bothered by the moment in game seven. I think he just had an off shooting night. He made some poor decisions in that game, but he and he made a couple poor decisions in this last game as well. But for he's he's getting the 35 to 40 minutes, played 37 plus in this last one. Uh and like I said, with the usage and the the cojones, I don't I don't think he's um you know being he's he's sh- he's slinking away uh or shrinking during this moment in time. I, I do see him continuing to play well. Five of seven of his last seven, he's had at least 13 points. Um, 16 points per game in 35 minutes over those last seven uh, with 49% from the field and 51 from deep with like 2.9 threes made a game, which, you know, is, is why his prop, I think his three point prop is where it's at. He's pretty much 18% in terms of usage rate every game that's equated to about 13 to 14 field goal attempts. He could be more efficient at times too, with the way he's scoring. And, and I think he'll continue to, to pull. So that's what I look for, right? It's just who's going to continue to pull the shots. We talk about that. Um, and he likes playing Denver as well, because he's gotten minutes in the last four get that he's played against Denver, um, including this season. There was one where he didn't get, he got 16 minutes. Uh, I think he actually got, he tweaked uh, something in that game as well and, and didn't play that much, only scored three points, but he's gotten at least 13 in three of the four that he, the last four that he's played them. So I'm going to continue to ride with Gabe. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. If he, if he was, you, you know, if you thought maybe he was scared of the moment in game seven, he seemed like the only Heat player who was not scared in game one of the finals. Like, he was the only guy scoring efficiently. I mean, Bam was going at them. He wasn't necessarily very efficient, though, against that Denver defense. And Jimmy just sh- kind of shrunk away, as we've sa- we saw in really two of the last three 
against that against the Celtics series. Um, so somebody's gonna have to pick up the slack if if Hero does come back. I guess that might throw a wrench into the the the, the projections. But I still think Vincent plays plenty. Like he's become yeah. really one of the more important players here. Yeah. Um, and Kayla Martin turning into a pumpkin at least in one game. Uh, makes a big difference in terms of like, all right, who else is going to step up once again? Caleb, apparently only that guy when he's playing the Celtics, but uh, you know, so Gabe Vincent, sure. Yeah. Let's, let's keep riding. Yeah. I mean, that's what it comes down to is who's going to be the least impacted as well. If Tyler hero does come back, I think Vincent is the starting point guard on this team. I don't think hero is expected to be that at this point. If anything, hero gives you the freedom to sort of play less Max Struess or Duncan Robinson, whomever is not shooting well, right? Like, would you agree that like hero steals those two guys minutes before he takes Gabe Vincent's? Yeah, or maybe some of Caleb Martin's because he's not great defensively either. Yeah, yeah, Caleb Martin, man, that was brutal to watch, and like I, I think I feel comfortable continuing to fade him. The books don't even have his 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 um props up right now, uh, despite the fact that you know he he's been a starter for three games in a row. So we'll see what happens here. You're listening to the Lines.com podcast network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sports books, all in one place. Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Bet basketball, baseball, or hockey with a risk-free bet up to $600 at BetMGM. Sign up and use bonus code THELINES and you're on your way with the king of sportsbooks. Get the BetMGM app today and use promo code THELINES to make a risk-free bet up to $600. This is a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call one 800 5 522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. We are looking to keep it hot, and I think we're about to start riding with Bam Bam once again. Correct, Nate? Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll go back to it just because it was everything that I hoped for when I kind of looked through the numbers before game one is that while he's been very aggressive against the Joker, uh, he cruised past his prop, which was 16 and a half points in game one, obviously 26 points um, and what, 44 PRA. So what I'm going with here is for him to get 32 PRA, uh, I would go a full unit on that, and you can go another half unit on his scoring prop, which is only two points higher at 18 and a half, because I think the approach will be the same in, in, in terms of, like, look, go at Joker. Like, he's the most efficient offensive player in the world, but you can still come right back, make him work, 
and, and you know be a focal point of our offense at Miami. That is uh, because Jimmy is not having a lot of success against Aaron Gordon and company. Uh, and Bam, look, he's actually like, should we just start recognizing him as just like a quiet killer who, you know, his game is not necessarily loud, but he's been putting up numbers. Certainly the the deeper the playoffs go, like like I said with Jokic or the bigger the series is, because I've seen these road games against both Boston and Milwaukee. He's averaging 20 a game. He's also averaging, uh, you know, nine and a half boards, which is where his prop is at and nearly six assists. Uh, so, you know, getting over 32 PRA very reliably in these road games. He's now uh, put up three straight double-doubles in these playoffs, 34 PRA on average. And Jimmy, like I said, has struggled against Aaron Gordon coming into the series. He only averaged 20 a game on 23% usage against the Nuggets and Gordon. Uh, bam, you know, bigger on the road than, than at home all postseason uh yeah, I, I just think he's gonna continue to attack uh and 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 really pile up stats beyond just the points is why I th- I believe but a 30% usage rate in game one is really a huge departure for Bam until I looked at those three games in Milwaukee where he also had a 30% usage rate. And the Heat know that they were undefeated coming into the series when he scored 20 in the playoffs, and they're gonna they're gonna keep feeding him because that's that's the key matchup here uh, for them, at least, is can Bam at least, you know, give us something that compares to what Joker's putting up? Yeah, and, and it's just way less efficient is the problem. Um, he had one fewer points point than, than Joker, um, which was crazy because Joker had 15 going into the fourth quarter. But he did it on 12 shots because he got 12 free throws and Bam got zero. And that's just what it takes to be a great offensive player. It's just a little bit different. Uh, we're not going Bam head to head with Joker, though. You're just talking about Bam uh, pulling. And by the way, he's never shot that many times in a game uh, as, as the amount of shots that he took in this last one to get his 26 points. He's never shot the ball. I think it was 23 times or maybe 26, times, whatever it was. That was his most f- sh- uh, field goal attempts in a game. And I, I don't think that stops like. They weren't really contested. He got, he found space and he, you could say that like the Nuggets were saying like, oh, let's just let, uh, we'll take Bam contested twos, I think is what Michael Malone said. And it was like, were they contested? I didn't see them be contested. Uh, I think he had like the second most uncontested shots of any Heat player uh, outside of Max Struess who could not hit a, the ocean with a, a basketball. But um, yeah, I, I love all, all, the, all the BAM stuff here. I think 34, uh, 33 and a half might be where we see this PRA prop for him by next game even if he puts up anything like he did in game one. Um, and he's going to continue to be aggressive, like you said. So I, I'm with it. Uh, I'm going to move on to another guy who's super aggressive, Bruce Brown. Going back to him because, like, you can't stop Bruce Brown from just flying down the court. You, he's going to shoot. He's he's going to be flying in for rebounds. I was looking at his boards because they're at three and a half, and I think for him to get five is very reasonable consistently. Um, he's been getting five. He got five boards in five of his last seven games. Uh, he's gotten it a number of most of the playoffs, actually, I believe 11 to 16 games. But he's gotten t- uh, points and rebounds combined in 12 of 16 games. Um, and you're only losing a little bit of juice because the best place you can find it is FanDuel at minus 125 for him to get 13 and a half points and rebounds. And that's what I'm going to do to the tune of a, a unit and a half. Um, f- last five of six overall, he's gotten this in his last in 12 of the 16 playoff games that they played. He's gotten 14 points and rebounds. He's got an 18 and a half percent usage rate because my man is pulling whenever he's on the floor. Like I said, he's, he's at 26 minutes per game with that 18 and a half percent usage rate. He's also the only player on the uh, unit, uh, the, the bench unit 
who who scores, who is in a, a positive plus minus when you know for for each of these games, like he is their bench. I mean, you saw them only go two deep, well, three deep with with Christian Brown Brown playing like the first ish quarter and some of the first half, but like it was Jeff Green and Bruce Brown coming off the bench, and they didn't really need Bruce Brown that much. Uh, they they were fine just watching Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. be taller than everybody who tried to guard them. Um, so they they were fine with that. But if this game gets a little bit dicey, like Bruce Brown is the sort of like push in case of emergency when the first unit is not you know playing well he's it's like get him out there and see how he can mix it up so i continue to like the usage that he's he's uh he's continues to just bring every single game uh and like i said if you want the rebounds i'm fine with those too because he continues to get five but uh the points and rebounds the way that he's putting the ball up seem like a, a safer bet as well yeah, is he this series is uh, Caleb Martin in terms of just a guy that people are not familiar with who all of a sudden looks like a freaking all star? Because I think it's going to be Haywood uh, 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 Highsmith. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess from a heat culture perspective, but he's the guy who I don't think people are familiar with. Who like is was that guy like an all star? Like was he a six man of the year finalist? Because the way he's been playing in these playoffs, it's just like wow, he he can do it all. Um, and yeah, three and a half rebounds is extremely low. I do think I wonder what the what the odds are there for that to be so low. Minus um, one fifteen, not that bad. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would take that for sure if we're talking about points and rebounds, because uh, he's not necessarily the most reliable usage from from a three point from three point range. Whatever, um, yeah. I, I do trust he'll be out there enough though, and I just want to get to the second bet, which really should be my first bet in terms of units, because I would go one and a half or two, depending how much you agree with it. For Jokic to outscore Jimmy is minus 115 at DraftKings. Um, and look, Jimmy Butler, when he's not playing the Bucks or the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, in the playoffs, that is, um, is he's just an, a dude. I mean, he's a lot like regular season Jimmy Butler. He did have some huge games against the, the Lakers in the bubble finals, sure. But in these playoffs, I mean, granted, he had a nasty ankle sprain right after that Bucks series that has affected this, but... He's just averaging 23.7 points per game, shooting 42% from the floor, 30% from three since that first round series. He's gone under his usual prop of like 28 and a half in 10 of 12 games. He has top 30 once against the Celtics when they imploded. Uh, and, you know, now his prop is down at 25 and a half. Joker, since the first round, when things started to heat up, 31 and a half points per game, a 132 offensive rating on 50% field goal shooting. Higher, highest usage in the playoffs is 31 and a half in those last two rounds. Uh, you know, and, you know, FanDuel shows this these things because their odds are plus 250 for Joker to lead this game in scoring. Then Jamal at plus 270. Then Jimmy Butler at plus 320. So in, in FanDuel's estimation, like Joker outscoring Jimmy is very likely. Uh, and DraftKings is pretty much setting it as an even line here. And here's the thing, like, if, if this is a game where Jimmy Butler is suddenly scoring a lot and the Miami Heat are in it, and you're like, wow, they might steal this game, that's when Joker turns it on, right? He, like that, I talked in the, in the Best Bets video about how he's such a crazy second-half scorer. Like, the usage rate is insane, the difference the last few games, uh, in terms of him just putting up points down the stretch based on what the defense does to adjust to his passing uh, and, and basically based on what his team needs. And, and it, I think... You're going to talk about assists, but I think if they go to zone, he's the most efficient scorer in the league against zone. Scorer, not necessarily like his team scoring. It's like he gets the most points per possession if you go zone. Uh, so that's why I'm leaning even more on Jokic to lead 
the uh, to beat Jimmy in scoring here as Bam increases in usage. And I do believe Joker is going to finish the series as the leading scorer overall. I at least think the odds are worthwhile taking that bet. Yeah, I mean, I, I already hit it uh, plus 110, so I, I agree. Um, and, and I agree with this pick entirely, and I, I don't think that it's necessarily a conflicting pick with mine. I, I do feel like I keep saying over over 214 and a half the more that we talk about this game um, because, I, I I mean, it was, it was slow, but it was just so bad from deep. Just felt like a first game of the NBA Finals jitter. I mean, first game for a franchise in NBA Finals, which is all the, the Nuggets heard about for like nine straight days. I don't think they looked like not like they weren't they weren't composed or anything but there were some nerves and and the the buckets they scored were in the paint for the most part where it's much easier to score and, and nerves don't necessarily affect a layup right so uh, or a little baby hook and they certainly don't affect joker so like however you want to bet on him in these finals he's steel he's iron steel uh, and I, I would definitely continue to bet on him to score i'm also going to bet on him to get assists because i think the value is there it's at 10 and a half right now um on the best place to get uh juice for that is caesar's minus 137 everywhere else is terrible um, because it's just just 10 and a half and he had five in the first quarter he ended with 14 um, and, and I feel really good about it again at 12 on FanDuel for plus 115 um, that's where I would hit that if you, if you want to get a few more uh, maybe a half a unit in there after you hit the 10 and a half you want to build a little bit of a ladder with him like I'm fine with it because I do think he continues to dime up um, he's going to have more boards I would imagine as well he didn't get the 10th board until the, the uh, fourth quarter there as, as it was like a minute or two left in the game uh, for him to get the triple double. And so like, I think he will get a few more of those, but it's still at 12 and a half for the boards, 10 and a half for the assists. So, I mean, he had a, a little bit of a downturn of, in terms of the assists he was getting at the beginning of this playoff run, predominantly when he was playing the, uh, the Timberwolves there, he, he got 12 assists twice, uh, and then failed to in the other three games. Like how hard was he trying? I'm not sure. He got 43 points while he was like holding the newspaper, basically. Uh, not, it didn't, wasn't that difficult. He even had 53 that one game against Phoenix, but really ever since uh like after the first couple games in phoenix where he had just five assists uh that they went all the way back up right and, and since then he's only failed to get uh the 12 assists twice he got 11 once and eight once out of those last roughly like eight nine games um so he's been doing it pretty much every time since then and he even had i believe let me look right here uh he had 11 potential assists in this last game and i think like nine of them came from uh michael porter jr i'm being a little bit facetious but it was at least like five or six from michael porter jr alone who was just ice cold from his on his 11 uh, three-point attempts which was really annoying because his three-point prop was at two and a half and he had two in the first like 12 minutes of the game that he played uh, but more about Jokic's assists like I, I do think there were so many missed shots in that game so many guys that played so poorly uh, and furthermore like Jamal Murray 22 shot attempts he's going to keep pulling like there's really not an answer for him on defense for the heat you're not going to put Jimmy on him uh, Max Struess and Gabe Vincent and Curtis Martin Kurt, I keep doing that Caleb Martin uh, they're not really they've shown to not be a match for him either uh, for Jamal so like Jamal is just going to keep cooking honestly I think he's the biggest threat to uh, to Jokic for leading scorer of the whole series and probably every single game right like that two-man game might be a problem for a while uh, in this league and in the Western Conference, especially in the playoffs. So 